0: hey y'all before we get started if you haven't connected with us over on instagram or twitter it is at nfts number four newbies again nfts for newbies we post a lot of behind the scenes stuff some extra tips and tricks and education around this crazy world of web 3 and nfts find us on instagram or twitter nfts for newbies everyone in the nft space always say, it's all about community.
1: You have to be able to launch when you have a strong enough community. But just as importantly as starting a store is getting connected to the community. In fact, that's probably more important. I don't know if I'd be in a big rush to start a store until I had some connections in the community.
0: But maybe you don't know how to build a community. You're all about it, you believe in it, but how do you build community? We're digging into that right now.
1: Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art.
0: Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. What's up, family? What's up? Today, we're going to be digging in to building a community online, and it sounds awesome. It's exciting. Most people agree that it's important, but Rich, it's a skill set. It is a skill set that you have to to learn and develop because making friends in person and kind of building your network in person, it's similar, but it's very different online.
1: It's the skill set at least what I've experienced as an entrepreneur and then through this and what I've seen, it's the skill set that I think people believe should be the last thing to add on. Really? Well, I mean, a lot of people are thinking of what they're going to provide, how much they're going to charge for it, how to market it, you know, how to sell it, how to make content about it, and not necessarily kind of corral a group of people who have the same affinity. Right. Like I, I, I see it a lot. Like I'm surprised that you're surprised.
0: I'm being a devil's advocate here. I'm just trying to push you for more. (laughs) No, I I do agree with you. I think, you know, people, I think associate that initial jump, that hype thing as like a a community building thing. And I see it kind of opposite where community is the thing that's there when hype is gone. You know, yeah, and when excellent. things aren't sexy and amazing and launching and all of that, when it's the gray season and the dark season and in between, do you have people there who care? Right. I love Seth Godin. He's one of my kind of go to people when it comes to this philosophy. And he, I love when he says, Who's going to miss you when you're gone? Mm-hmm. That's what you're working towards. If you stop showing up on Twitter, if you shop, stop showing up on Discord, YouTube, podcasts, whatever, are people even going to notice? Yeah. You know, That's how you know whether you have a community. But I wanted to go into point number one. We have three kind of points from you here, and we're going to do a little series and kind of dig into this as we go because this is a huge, huge topic. But why community? I mean, the NFT Space is always talking about how community is the backbone of everything. Why do you think they emphasize that so much, Rich?
1: Well, I mean, one of the pieces is Ways to communicate, right? Like, how are you communicating with your people? How do they communicate with you? Do you understand? Do you have the same lingo? It's like it's like going to a Super Bowl party and talking about baseball the whole time. It's like what? I hate like, when people do that. <laughs> you don't want to be that guy or gal. So it's like it's a way to communicate, obviously, and it's a way to enhance your communication. Like a lot of what we do and our community, for example. We learn a lot from our community, but we also teach our community a lot. So it's like it's a it's a total two way street, which is the best, right? It's not us saying, listen to our shit, watch our shit. It's like we're literally including uh, almost all our episodes things from other people in our community. So that's one. And then I'll just get into no, you get into it. This is one of your very awesome specialties of yours is building a relationship.
0: Well, this it's interesting. Is the NFT space this isn't new, y'all? This whole Question of how do I build community? Uh, Marketers, small business owners, the online entrepreneurial space have been asking themselves this during the Web 2 days. Y'all remember all that? Uh, This is something that is a necessity nowadays to not only build NFT projects, but also, I believe, to build successful online presence and businesses if that's what you're into and so forth, because people are so sick of just kind of being um, um, passive. They want to be a part of something. And that's what's so interesting, specifically about the NFT space and Web3 is if you have a community, it's not just a a nice thing. It's something that is required for projects to succeed because communities now are also carrying the project with the creators. It's not just the creator's project. It's our project. It's it's a, a bigger picture. And that's what's so cool about decentralization is everyone has a responsibility and a role in it. And so if you think about the success of your project, Maybe you think success just means selling out, but that's not going to cut it really long-term with NFT holders. They want success to not be a successful mint, but a successful long-term vision and execution on the roadmap, which requires the community because they come in, they help you promote it, they bring hype, they add the value to it. That's what, you know, increases the price. I mean, it literally isn't just a nice thing anymore. It's a requirement.
1: I want to say one thing on that. The collabs that we've seen in the last year are just really interesting. Like before this year, I did not see, I don't know, like this project trying to collaborate with Adidas and Artifacts or whatever, or Prada and who, I, like, there's just a large amount of collaborations. And I think part of it is both of the people on either side of the collaboration are trying to get involved in that community as well, right? Like in entrepreneurship, I always refer to it as collecting the dots and then connecting the dots, right? Like you're building relationships, you're collecting all the dots and then seeing how it could work together. That's only going to expand the community. If it expands the community, it expands the possibility that the project or the utility is going to increase tenfold, which is what everyone wants. So just imagine this, Just imagine not having a Discord community and not having Twitter or not being on social media, not being relevant or present and just kind of having a few connections here and there. But you make this awesome project. It's your life's work. And then you freaking put that shit on OpenSea or whatever. And then you tweet about it with your, you know, your 80 followers and your inactivity there. And like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what do you think is going to happen? It happens over time, right? Like you and I both know, like our respective communities, and now this community, like it takes freaking time. So it's asking yourself, you know, what can I invest in the most? And I think at the end of the day, it's always gonna, always gonna come back to people.
0: And we're gonna dig into this in just a little bit when we talk about engagement. But, you know, I alluded a minute ago that, you know, in person relationships are different than online. And I think tactically, logistically, it can be, but one common thread among them both is you can't get away from what Rich just said, which is that one-on-one trust building, and that takes time. Nobody's going to knock on your front door and be like, hello, blah, 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 and you're going to be like, oh, let me give you my firstborn child. Absolutely not. You want to go to Sunday lunch with that person for several years before you be giving them their firstborn. Don't ever give your firstborn. <laughs> Listen, point number 2, where should your community live? Back to Seth Godin, one of the things that he talks about in building what he calls tribes or community is that they have to be able to communicate with each other without the leader being there. And that's why Discord is such a popular place is because user 48 and user 52 over here can have a, you know, can talk at 3 a.m. while Rich is snoozing, getting ready for his gym time. You know, that relationship is getting built without Rich having to be there. And that is what builds strong community. And so, do you need to be on Discord right now, culturally? Yes, within the NFT space. But when you think about building community, like as a whole, you need to think about where does my community live and are the users able to communicate with each other outside of me being there?
1: Yeah, and I know we kind of talked about keeping it simple or making it simple. And, th- and that's why Discord and the NFT community are, are really, really doing a, a good job right now. Because it it follows the decentralized-ish mentality. And, you know, Discord is not ran by algorithms, right? Like, it it's not a Facebook post in your Facebook group that, you know, like needs a lot of activity for it to show up in people's feeds. So keep it simple. uh, But I would say like, you know, just know where you want to exist. And although Heather and I have been trying to exist in a lot of different places, you know, like obviously Discord and and Instagram are going really well for us. But, you know, put your attention in in a couple places specifically and just work on it and see what happens. But keep it simple. You know, you don't need to spread yourself too thin.
0: And we're going to return back to this over and over again, bring some experts in, learn as we grow. But before we go, we wanted to touch on the big question, the overarching question. How do I get people to care? How do I get people to talk to each other? Because to be completely honest, setting up a discord, getting all these ideas are the easy part. Actually getting people to give a rat's ass about what you have going on. That's the question. That's the thing that we're going to be returning to over and over again. But I'll just start this conversation off with before anybody ever cares about what you have going on, you have to be fully interested in what they have going on. I think this is the number one mistake I see with people building community is this. They're like, look at my green grapes, you know, NFT or whatever. Isn't this amazing? And nobody cares. I don't know. Yep. Get on our white cares.
1: list, Check this out. AMA, fucking all this shit. And you just showed up just because your shit's coming up soon.
0: Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to let you know about a course that I went through that I really loved and it's called NFTs Simplified. Now, this is from Sean Specy, who came out with this really short, easy to digest NFT course to help brand new newbies learn the how and why behind nfts how to buy nfts what in the world is minting phase secondary market a little bit about security. I originally connected with Sean because I loved his graphics and the way that he was able to draw out and literally simplify this whole NFT game. And even being in the space for quite a while and understanding some of these basic concepts, when I went through the course, I just loved it and actually learned some things. It's linked up in the show notes. It's NFTs simplified and it's only 19 bucks. So click over there, grab the course. If you're like me and you need to see things visually drawn out, Sean's going to help you out. Again, that is NFTs Simplified. Absolutely. I love this from at. Shermer B, uh, an incredible photographer. She jumped into one of our Twitter spaces. Really, really kind human. But she suggested, hey, first start talking to people. Listen to people. Have an open heart and mind. People can smell through the BS. And if you come into it with a marketing hat on, that my objective in building a relationship with Rich is to get Rich to buy one of my NFTs, he's going to feel that off the bat. You know, I got a DM from somebody off Facebook yesterday, and they're like, Hey, boss, babe. Side note: Don't ever call me boss, babe. I hate that. But immediately what went a into boss the pitch boo. and her <laughs> her pitch was about like marketing, and I'm like, this is the worst marketing I've ever seen. Like there was no building a relationship at all, and people people are really sick with that. What do you have, Rich?
1: You know, there's, there's a lot of things in here. We have some stuff from Madam Mercury. Being authentic, check your ego, checking your ego at the door, ask questions, be open to constructive criticism, new ideas, and linking arms. A bunch of uh, kind of little sentences there. So here's the checking the ego at the door and being authentic. Don't for a second, don't for a second think that your strategic authenticity is not going to get sniffed the fuck out. Like, I can't stand that. And although Gary Vee has taught us so much, and he talks about engagement and, and you know, comments and DMs and replying and all that stuff, like there's still a very, very tangible feeling I think you could get when when people are like commenting all the time, this and that, and then maybe you start talking to them a little bit and then not long after that, there comes the the request for your time or for your services or for you to do something. Someone I interviewed who I respect very much, I, I interviewed her multiple times. She's one of the top 50 business thinkers in the world. Her name's Dory Clark. She suggests no asks for a year. Now in the NFT community, a year is like a week. But still... Don't feign interest on other projects and other creators so that way you are trying to manifest it to come back to you, because that is bullshit. As the great Pat Flynn says in Superfans, or at least he says it very often, and I know he's got the shirts, it says, serve first. Serve first. Like, can I give Heather anything? Can our community, or can she and I as NFTs for newbies give anyone anything? And literally, Heather, like, what the hell have we been asking for since we started? nothing. Like, just yeah. give us your feedback. What can we do better? Yeah. You know, and I'm, this is not about us. I'm just saying like, I, we never went in this with the mentality of like, what can we get?
0: Yeah. And as far as, you know, the ego part too, I think letting go of ego to be willing to go first. And that's so important when you're starting anything, that's leadership is going first. You're asking, you want engagement give engagement. People want to see founders engaged and actually in the weeds with their people. Our friend Andy Sorch gave us this clip when we very first started learning about NFTs.
1: Are the founders there? Are they active? You know, do they are they involved in the community and talking about some of the things they're doing? Do they have plans that seem really promising? Are other people in there excited saying like, "Hey, I'm buying." Not everybody's like, "I'm trying to sell." And, you know, is there a roadmap that seems interesting? What are they building behind it?
0: So people are looking, people are watching, they're seeing if if your name is popping up, if you're engaging with people, if you're answering questions. We get being busy, dude. Like we could probably sit here all day and respond to people and we have to cut it off sometimes. But I think if the intention is there that you're showing up and giving first, and maybe there's not a lot of conversation. Um, Gary V always gives this tip his first business was was wine. And what he did is he went on Twitter and he looked up relevant hashtags for wine and just joined in conversations there, adding value. And so maybe nobody is communicating with you right now. Look up relevant hashtags within your industry and just start giving value and then people become curious about you and start seeing what you have going on.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be like a series. I could already feel it. But when we talk about engagement, like you were just talking about finding hashtags and participating, this is not, by the way, a, hey, everyone, look at me. This is not about one-upping answers. This is not about being polarizing. This is about being like just exactly who you are. If the mentality is just completely focused on your end result, it is a signifier of what everyone in today's day and age has, which is impatience. It's just being impatient and not believing that you, number one, can carry out that kind of longer, harder work to build a community. And two, is that you don't actually give a shit about anyone anyway. So you don't deserve it. And we're not going to support you anyway. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> we're going to end with this random question from one of our listeners. If you would like to ask us a random question, check out our show notes where you can fill out a form right there at small shot in Discord. This is John Miller. He sent in several questions. We're going to go to his next one. He asked, did you have a nickname as a kid, Rich? I want to hear. I know. Was it Corona 15?
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, uh, it, was, it was It was. a Spanish nickname. It was lengua. Lengua?
0: Which is,
1: it's, it, lengua means tongue. And it's because I would twirl my hair in order to go to sleep and I would stick my tongue out like that. <laughs> <laughs> and and like anytime I would get tired, I'd be doing And my parents would be like, stop doing lengua. So then everyone would just call me lengua and um uh it was so bad like that i the orthodontist when i had to get braces asked like if i do anything crazy because my teeth were like it looked like <laughs> they they looked like minus one <laughs> like, like my front two so it's like you bit into apple it was minus one my sister would say minus one to me um, but it's because i was pushing on them all night with my tongue just inadvertently it was just like a weird comfort thing so then go well was mine how about yours
0: My mom called me freckles all the time because I had tons of freckles on my face. So she'd go, oh, my freckles. Yeah. And um, it was humiliating. She called me that till I was like 14 years old. And like my friends come over and she'd be like, my little freckles. And it was just embarrassing. But
1: I didn't know freckles could go away.
0: I don't know. They did. I guess I got mortified enough. My body just got rid of them. But speaking of humiliating, do you know that Rich dressed up like Marilyn Manson? and went to the DMV and got a new driver's license. If you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you are missing out. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It's in our show notes.
1: We'll see y'all soon.